Koinonia, Christian fellowship, communion with God and with fellow Christians. Koinonia, an association of people who share common beliefs and activities. This is Koinonia. This is Community. I'm Tom Brown, and your host today, Billy Thrall. Well, thank you, Tom Brown. I am Billy Thrall. One of my current hats is Movement Day Arizona. But you never know with me, do you? Uh, today's going to be kind of fun, again, as it always is. I appreciate uh, Tom and his heart for Koinonia, an opportunity every week to bring in some folks from our state who care about what God is doing. And Koinonia is obviously a passion of the stations, but it's also Tom's heart to pass that around. So I appreciate the opportunity to host this show today. Today, uh, I got a couple little teasers for you, so we'll see how far we get in this first segment. But lots of times in my life in ministry, I get this phone call. Hey, Billy, I'm with somebody out at so-and-so and so-and-so, and they're got a little cardboard sign. And they look like they're living out of a shopping cart. What should I do? And I go, man, that's a great question. Uh, One of the teasers for today is with my guest here, I'm going to introduce in a little bit, is I hope we can drill in a little bit on what to do with that. So many churches, so many Christian families, so many people want to know what do we do about the homeless? What do we do with the hurting? What do we do with those folks on the freeway with the cardboard sign? And how did we get here? So that's a little bit what we're going to talk about uh, in this show. And then I also uh, have another little teaser that we'll hold on to. I am learning a little bit about radio from Tom. So thanks, Tom. Uh, This thought, there is a part of scripture. So this is your, you can look this up at one of the commercial breaks, where Paul says, all I asked is that they remember something. So this is the Apostle Paul, pretty important person in church history, right? So the, the Apostle Paul is writing a letter to, in one of his letters, and in the middle of one of those letters, he's telling the story of the churches and all the things that the churches were doing together, and he writes that, this sentence, all I asked of them was that they would remember something. So we're going to come back and see if you can figure out what that was. Of all the things the Apostle Paul would have hoped the body of Christ would remember, Hmm, maybe your brain's running a little bit on that. Well, that actually does tie a little bit into what we're going to talk about today. A little context, and and then I'll introduce uh, our guest and my friend here. Uh, I've had the opportunity to be doing a lot of crazy stuff in Phoenix, um, born here, a lot of different ministry, inner city work, uh, macro work, micro work, great, great friends, really appreciate what God lets me do. Um... But my guest here today is somebody who's been in that, those trenches with me. So I'm going to introduce him here, and then we're going to take a little break, and we're going to dig into those teasers that I launched us with this morning. So, Jim Welter, welcome to the show. Thank you, Billy. Great to be here. Gosh, I, uh, Tom told me this was your inaugural as one of the hosts. So, uh, man. I know. How, how this is I, the uh, first one. For, for all of history, you'll be the first guest of the first guest of the first guest. Yep, yep. Awesome. Uh, Jim, a little bit, uh, what is the name of what you're doing? And then when we come back after the break, we're going to drill a little bit into your own personal history, why this has become a passion of yours, how you and I connected. Um, so what are you currently doing now? Okay. <clears throat> well, <clears throat> excuse me. I am the founder and executive director of Impact Phoenix. 
we were launched in October, and our mission is to be the go-to resource for people that are in crisis uh, who really want to change their lives using a coordinating, collaborative approach. So that's an amazing elevator speech. We're going to dig into that in a little bit. Basically, what my Jim, my brother here, Jim Welter, is saying is he is working to be the place you can go to to answer the question for those families and individuals that are hurting. This thing, Impact Phoenix, has got a lot of numbers behind it and a lot of stories behind it. Hopefully, this show is used of the Lord, actually, to help you in your ministry and your understanding of how to care for the least of among us. So I'm Billy Thrall with Movement Day Arizona these days. I'm with Jim Welter here. We're going to take a little break, and when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about God's heart for these things that are probably on your heart as well. We'll be right back. Shonda Pierce, the Happily Laughter After Tour with special guest Karen Williams is coming to the Valley Thursday, October 13th at Highlands Church. You can get your tickets right now for this girls' night out. Go to our website, faithtalk1360.com. It's a big pink banner there. Easily identified. Now, here's more Koinonia with Billy Thrall. This is Billy Thrall here on Koinonia, Faith Talk 1360. I am the host of today's Koinonia show. This music cracks me up. I feel like I should be. Welcome to Cleveland. Uh, This is actually Phoenix, Arizona. So welcome back. Uh, We are talking here with my friend Jim Welter about things that I I hope are on your heart or at least have been a question of yours. Uh, What do we do about the folks among us who are struggling and that's visible to us? I think a lot of people are struggling and they hide in the margins, but uh, folks with the cardboard signs and the shopping cart homes is what I call them. And so uh, what do we do in these situations? How do we get here? So my friend Jim, Jim, we've known each other a long uh, time. Yeah, five, six years. Maybe uh, more. Uh, six years. Yeah. yeah maybe. Uh, a little bit of your story, because I think how you got to impact Phoenix now, what you're doing now, really comes out of your own personal story. Mm-hmm. So I think it'd be good for our listeners to hear sort of the context of why you are doing what you're doing. So we'll talk about you personally, sort of your journey that got you here a little bit. Where are you from? What? How'd God get you in this world you're in? Oh. Yeah, you know, I'm uh, probably the uh, the last person you would think would be doing something like this. I had to do a real major brain shift in the way I viewed uh, the world uh, years ago. I started my uh, my professional life in accounting, uh, did a lot of it in healthcare, uh, uh, moved out of accounting into uh, running healthcare organizations. But it was really when I was uh, at a church uh, that I uh, attended in Tucson where uh, we opened up our church on Saturday nights for 10 men that were experiencing homelessness. And we offered fellowship to them, uh, cooked a meal. Uh, they slept there overnight. And next morning we had breakfast with them. And then they went on their way. And uh, I always wondered, so now what? Mm. Uh, we, we did what... You know, we were asked to do, but, you know, uh, were they now? And that always bugged me. And uh, as my uh, life continued to unfold, uh, working in the nonprofit sector uh, after getting out of running healthcare organizations, 
God just continued to lead me to those people that uh, were in distressful situations. And, you know, I think a part of it came from my father. My father was always a very much of a servant uh, in his church, uh, and I saw that growing up. And so, yeah, I eventually just uh, got attracted to organizations that were helping the least. And uh, and I, I did uh, street outreach uh, for a year with an organization that, that I took over uh, back in suburban Chicago in one of the uh, – cities that had uh, really a, a significant uh, uh, need for people helping people that were living on the street and uh, and that's when I really started to to look at things differently looking at at someone's life more holistically uh, and then realizing that it wasn't just Jim Welter uh, that was going to be able to help uh, someone that was in need but it was really going to take a village concept you uh, you started by saying, you feel like you're the last person who would do this. And honestly, so many times uh, when I talk to someone who's doing something for the Lord, they feel that. You're an accountant from Chicago <laughs> who now is running a ministry in Arizona that's serving the, the homeless and, well, the next steps of people who are over that. But you also mentioned something about your upbringing. Um, you, did you come from a faith home? You said your dad was in a church and that was meaning, what was, what was the faith environment of your own childhood that maybe put some, some of these seeds in you? Yeah. Uh, I was, uh, raised in a Catholic, uh, home. Uh, the town that I was from in Iowa was like 99% Catholic. And, you know, uh, generally when you meet people, they say, well, where do you live at where you're from? But where I lived at is what parish did you belong to? Nice. <laughs> uh, so it was very, it was a very much of a, of a Catholic, uh, community. Uh, my dad, like I said, served at the church. So we spent a lot of time at the church, whether it was fall festivals, bingo, you know, all those kinds of things that, uh, <clears throat> that we did. Uh, and so that was really my, uh, following, uh, uh, until probably when I was in, mid to late thirties, uh, when I was going through some, uh, difficult time in my life. And, uh, and someone asked me to, uh, to attend a community church in Tucson, uh, where, uh, the Bible was preached. And, uh, and, and that just really was so relevant to me to really learn what God was saying about the troubles that I was going through. Mm. Uh, and I'll never forget uh, my pastor at that time. He says, Jim, just don't ever forget that God is a turnaround God. Mm. And of course, I was at that time in my life where I, I didn't see that. I couldn't see that. I, I just saw the despair that I was in because of, uh, of uh, my marriage uh, breaking apart. Mm. So, uh, uh, yeah, and that just has really just uh, continued to um, uh, just really um, drive me to learn more and more about Jesus and uh, and his teachings uh and I loved I love your teaser uh, in terms of, of Paul, but uh, yeah, just uh, I just have so much more of a of a urge now to really learn about what is Jesus saying uh, about his life that applies to how I can live my life. So I'm with Jim Welter. Uh, he runs Impact Phoenix. I'm Billy Thrall, part of Movement Day for Arizona. We're here on Faith Talk 1360 Koinonia program, and uh, Jim. I, we're going to talk a little bit about what can people do, and we're going to get to that in a little bit. But uh, I just observation, uh, I think some of the most powerful ministry that God does is actually in the person heading the ministry. 
And I think it, I really do think the power of what you're doing comes because of your own personal story. You know, it didn't take us that long into this interview for you to actually kind of admit there's some broken pieces to the story. There's some things that fell off. Uh, that I actually think is very, very powerful. And I think that's where God uses all of us uniquely. Um, what was it? What did, what did God say to you? Um, you hinted at it. We, Go ahead. Well, you know, is uh, um, part of my uh, family upbringing was, uh, um, was around codependence. And out of that came a lot of insecurity. Uh, and you know there there was there were times when I was really uh, in very high level uh, positions, and yet I always felt that next week I could be without a paycheck, and I could be someone out uh, without housing, and so part of it was was that oh gosh, what if that ever happened? What would I do? And so that kind of allowed me to appreciate people that maybe got into crisis situations. And now what do you do? And fortunately, I always had a uh, f- strong family around me and friends around me to, uh, you know, to, to be there, to encourage me, to, to listen to me uh, when I was going through some of those times. So, uh, yeah, I think a lot of that lays the groundwork to when I am uh, talking to somebody that's in a crisis situation uh, that I Part of that kind of just clicks in about, oh, yeah, I kind of know what that feel that feeling might might be like Mm -hmm. and therefore uh, creating that compassion. And again, I think a lot of it also my my dad was always very much outwardly focused and very compassionate about people and wanting uh, to learn about them. And 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 I think that's what translates some to, to what I do is that so much of trying to help people is to really learn their story. And uh, my dad was great at that. He always wanted to learn about, so so what do you do? And, you know, he would always be asking questions about it. And so a lot of that really helps me as I'm peeling back people that are, uh, that are in need, just really trying to find out more about them, who they are, what their story is. And that's why we loved it at my church in Tucson is that I got every one Saturday night of the month, I got to sit down with 10 men and learn their stories. And it was just fascinating uh, to learn their story. Uh, so brave of you, <laughs> by the way. So here's, here's an accountant working in healthcare in Tucson who vol- you're, you're volunteering basically at your church. And the brave, it's brave. You know, it's risky. You could just go home at night and do your thing. Mm -hmm. And you were willing to sit with guys who were in a challenging position and hear their story. So thank you for that. Mm -hmm. The other thing that really hits me is uh, that Jesus really starts with our hearts. But then that starts to change our eyes. That when he gets a hold of our hearts, we start to see things differently. Mm -hmm. And, And he was, you know, compassionate obviously. But when he stirs our hearts, we start to be a little bit more compassionate. It's not always easy, though. It's very brave. Again, back to what I started with in the show, I'll get that phone call. Billy, I'm with the so-and-so kind of person in this kind of part of Arizona. What do I do? And I always think to myself, well, if you're a woman, it's be careful. And if you're, you know, it's, it's, it's scary and it's a little interesting, but it takes bravery. It takes the bravery, bravery that God give us if we're going to kind of enter into the messy of someone else. So I'm going to do the teaser one more time because we're going to – I want to remind you that 
my teaser for you today is the Apostle Paul, in one of his writings, remember he's traveling what would be kind of the known world of the time, planting churches, commissioned by God as an apostle, putting churches everywhere. And then he's telling that story in one of his letters later. And he says, I kept telling the church leaders that they would remember, and then you had to fill in the blank. What does he want the church to remember of all the things he's teaching on, which is the foundation for our faith even now? One of his, there's one verse that we're going to come back to in a little bit and talk about that. So Jim, uh, when we come back from this next break, I want us to talk a little bit about Hope Fest, uh, some of the things we've done before, what's worked, what hasn't worked, agencies we've bounced around with as we've served together, kind of vulnerable people, and then how that helped focus you at Impact Phoenix, because I know what you're doing comes out of a unique context. Um, So I appreciate your story. Thanks for your vulnerability even here today. But we're going to talk a little bit more about what have we been learning, and then what what are you? You're kind of on the tip of the spear now. Uh, even this last week, right, we were in a, in a big meeting and a guy raised his hand and goes, when am I going to do something about the homeless people? And I go, well, you need to go talk to Jim Welter because he's sitting right there. Uh, that's what I hope this show can offer every, all listeners is we've got Jim Welter sitting right here, kind of the tip of the spear, many, many years working with those who are experiencing homelessness or on the edge of a fragile condition. So you are listening to Faith Talk 1360. This show is Koinonia. Tom Brown's the guy that makes it happen. I am Billy Thrall, hosting today's show, currently with Movement Day Arizona. We're going to take a little break, and when we come back, talk a little bit more about God's heart for the homeless and what we can do about it. Shonda Pierce, the Happily Laughter After Tour with special guest Karen Williams is coming to the Valley Thursday, October 13th at Highlands Church, you can get your tickets right now for this girls' night out. Go to our website, faithtalk1360.com. It's a big pink banner there, easily identified. Now, here's more Koinonia with Billy Thrall. Yeah. My kids and I always kind of wonder, who's the guy in the studio that just does all those guitar licks? We call him the guy. There he is right there. Some dude that sits there and does those cool things. Hey, welcome back to Koinonia here on Faith Talk 1360. I am Billy Thrall with Movement Day Arizona, sitting with my friend Jim Welter, who is now spearheading an effort called Impact Phoenix. Primary mission is to wrap around individuals who are homeless, experiencing homelessness, fragile on the edge of these things. And I'm going to let him talk a little bit about that here in a little bit. Uh, Again, the teaser, uh, the Apostle Paul said it was really important to all of those Christians and churches around him that they remember something. Um, He said a lot of amazing things that we're remembering, but he has this one really interesting verse that we, I'm going to refer to. So hunt that down, see if you can find it before this show's over, because I think it's relevant to what we're talking about here today. Impact Phoenix came out of some metrics that were a, kind of a study, I think, out of, out of Baylor. Is that correct? Well, uh, actually, it was out of the Midwest at okay. uh, Northern Illinois University, but also uh, later on with Baylor University uh, with their uh, School of uh, Social Services. 
but yeah, my uh, my mentor and colleague Al Barcima, uh, who himself was homeless at at one time uh, after losing his business, uh, and it was because of his business that he had as a general contractor that he began to relate people's lives to all the systems that are involved in building something, and he was he was having to build rebuild his life after uh, being uh, uh, on the streets for a couple of years. And out of that, along with the, with the uh, academic side at the Northern Illinois University, then at, at Baylor, created a holistic um, case management system to be able to, uh, to really drill down into 15 areas of someone's life uh, that uh, were just not all cylinders weren't all firing at the same time. And he kind of related to 15 spokes on a wheel. Uh, that if just one of those spokes is bent, the wheel isn't uh, isn't turning correctly, and so that was the uh, the impetus behind developing a cloud based tool called Empower that we use at Impact Phoenix uh, to be able to do an assessment of someone that's in crisis, uh, and then begin to create a plan in each one of those areas. Uh, but the but the the real neat thing about it is is that there's so many great resources here in our community here in Phoenix. Uh, but what we need is to be able to coordinate those resources to help somebody work the plan. And so we don't provide any direct uh, services uh, other than getting them connected to the great resources that we have to be able to help them uh, really be successful in, in changing their life. And that's at the end of the day. That's what we want. We want some sustainable change that this person can uh, can really uh, see happening. What I love about what Jim's saying is many times you might bump into somebody or know somebody or you are that somebody where one of the spokes is missing or a couple are bent on your wheel of, of health, of your life. And you think to yourself, who's going who's gonna to do this? How, where do I go? Many times, uh, the person that you bump into on the street, you might see is just one of the spokes. You might see hunger or you might see substance abuse, but you don't know the other systems that aren't at play or should be at play in their life. Reminds me of, you know, our friend John Katoff, who says poverty is primarily relational, not economic, because the reason we're surviving, you and I, is friends and family and spouses have come around and keep our keep our spokes lined up on our wheel. Mm -hmm. But what about the person who doesn't have that system, that didn't grow up in that system, made one decision or had something happen to them? You know, many times we want to judge the person in poverty and said, they made a series of bad choices. I got to keep reminding person, that five-year-old in the home where they had to get put in the DCS system so that they were in foster care for 26 different placements by the time 18, they didn't pick that. They didn't make any choice along that journey. And having spent the last years on even that issue and realized half of the kids in our foster care system end up either in prison, drug abused, or homeless. And I go, they didn't pick that. So any of those issues that you want to look at the spokes of our life that keep us healthy, God's grace in our life, what if a few of those are missing? Who's going to replace, I'm going to kind of say, who's going to parent? Who's going to be able to kind of come alongside and say, I'll put those pieces in place for you. And I also like that you said, we know a lot of the resource. That's a really good thing. So that's a good teaser to something. 
<coughs> Sorry, excuse me. So I want to say, that, again, I'm Billy Thrall with Movement Day Arizona. This is Faith Talk 1360 Koinonia. I'm here with Jim Welter of Impact Phoenix. Jim, you and I have had the opportunity and the craziness to be a part of Hope Fest Phoenix. It, it ties into this issue for us, you know, how we meet these providers. We, we saw Hope Fest Tucson. We heard stories about could we do something in one place? This radio station and a bunch of others have been fans of, of Hope Fest. Tom Brown's been the voice of Hope Fest the last five years. But what for you? You know, why do it still? Especially in this season where you're taking some new leadership for Hope Fest. What does it offer that I think does tie into the solution that we're talking about for Impact Phoenix? But what for Jim Welter, your life, why is it so important that we keep doing Hope Fest? Mm-hmm. Well, I think initially it was it was about the hunt. Uh, it was really, you know, uh, you invited me in uh, when we had a uh, contract with uh, Chase Field. Uh, didn't have any money. Uh, Story of my life. And we said, okay, so this is what we've got. What are we going to do with it? Mm-hmm. And so part of it was, well, gosh, this is what an opportunity to really be able to serve our community by this event. And so that's what attracted me initially. Uh, What keeps me going with it is just seeing year after year uh, the excitement that people have about Hope Fest. Oh, so when's, when's, you know, just coming in this morning, Jeremy, or I mean, Tom says to me, uh, uh, so it uh, looks like the Diamondbacks got their schedule uh, for next year. So <laughs> When's well, Hopex 2017? Yeah, so, so, yeah. yeah so, so it's that, that kind of stuff that says, hey, um, even though, you know, over the years it, you get very tired d- during the process and certainly that day and that evening, but to see the excitement of when are we going to do this again because they're seeing the people that are impacted by it. They're seeing the people that are getting connected that day Maybe someone's just getting direct services that day, whether, you know, dental and uh, medical, the, the most important. But then they're getting connected to our great uh, resources that we have in our community that day. And that's what I was hoping you would say, because I think what Hope Fest is just an example of what churches do, what some nonprofits are really good at. And that is, here's a vulnerable person. They've walked into our context they, they walk into our congregation, our family, our front door. Sometimes they walk into our business. And, and our first thought is, well, I guess we could feed them. That's okay because we do feed people at Hope Fest. Mm-hmm. But that's not the goal. The goal is connection. How do I connect this person to what they think they need but also to things that they're not even aware they need? Mm-hmm. And that in a and a macro scale for one day at Hope Fest, we get to do that. That's what you're trying to do with Impact Phoenix, actually. I think to my own life, you know, if I bump into somebody and I go, okay, I, I know what they need right now. They might think they might need a bus ticket or whatever they think they need. They're disconnected. If I could connect them to the right environment, to the right person, how do I know that? That's what works for me. Right. So, you know, when I think I have a need and it might be, oh, I just need more money or if I no, I'm disconnected. And so I think part of what we're trying to do and what we're talking about here is when we get disconnected from God, haywire, when we get disconnected from the body of Christ, haywire. But when we get disconnected from our community, same thing. We just 
life doesn't work. So what we're trying to do, what you're trying to do, we're trying to do through Hope Fest and Impact Phoenix, how do we get this person connected to what is available to them? So you love what volunteers are experiencing. Mm -hmm. I do too. But also we have the stories of the individuals who, because they bumped into Hope Fest and bumped into some friends there, their path of life took a completely different healthy trajectory. I mean, the hundreds of people who got the medical care they've been waiting to get, who then were able to get the job, who then were able to get their kids what they needed, eyeglasses. I mean, my wife was there when they mm-hmm. handed out the eyeglasses that people were prescriptions at Hope Fest changed people bawling, crying, mm-hmm. who just didn't have the money, the connections to get a pair of glasses. Well, now they can apply for a job. They can do, it changes everything. That's kind of the heartbeat of what we're talking about here. How do we take disconnected people and connect them to the things that actually want to care about them? And that that connection thing is is so important. Uh, so many people, uh, I'm going to relate it to both uh, Hope Fest and, and to Impact Phoenix. So many people at, uh, at Hope Fest uh, love the idea that they can go up to a table and speak to a representative from that organization there, whereas... If they are doing it during the week, yeah. they're in line. Yeah, and, and also, that's what separates Impact Phoenix uh, in that we do very warm handoffs to resources. Very relational. And so very relational. Person to person. Uh, you know, it's not like, okay, here's five organizations to call. We're going to tell you, you're going to see Billy mm. at 10 o'clock, and here's what you need to bring with you when you go see Billy at this organization. Mm. And, and so and so we developed that trust uh, that people know that they, that we can help them uh, through this process. And that's what, uh, what we do on a little bit bigger scale at, at Hope Fest. How, we're going to say about this next segment too, but how does someone find Impact Phoenix? I mean, they might be listening right now and go, hey, I, I got to go. I, I got to know. How do I get connected to this service agency? How do, how do you find you? Okay. Well, you know, uh, right now there's uh, actually a couple of things going on right now. It's through my uh, connections in the community with people. Contact uh, information. Yeah. So the, uh, I can be reached at 602-883-4765. Uh, our website is www.impactphoenix.org. We're going to come back after this break, drill into again, what can us, those who love Jesus, do most effectively to serve the vulnerable around us? To remind you, this is Koinonia here on Faith Talk 1360. That's Jim Welter with Impact Phoenix. I'm Billy Thrall with Movement Day Arizona. We're getting closer to the end. The teaser, what does Paul want us to remember Uh, as we follow Christ together. So we're going to take a break, another segment, a little more specific about what you can do to help those around us when we come back. Shonda Pierce, the Happily Laughter After Tour with special guest Karen Williams is coming to the Valley Thursday, October 13th at Highlands Church. You can get your tickets right now for this girls' night out. Go to our website, faithtalk1360.com. It's a big pink banner there. Easily identified. Now, here's more Koinonia with Billy Thrall. Welcome back to Faith Talk 1360, KPXQ. 
This is still Billy Thrall with Movement Day Arizona here on Koinonia. My guest is Jim Welter of Impact Phoenix. <clears throat> we uh, have one more big segment, and I've got some specific questions for you, Jim. We're talking here today about uh, the most vulnerable around us. And sometimes, I know if you're listening, you have compassion fatigue, or you have been burned, or you are sick of hearing about this. But hang in there. I do think God's heart is in these things, and I do believe their solution. Uh, the ultimate solution is Jesus, and he's kind of commissioned the church, big C church, those who love him, to care for the, the weakest and the most vulnerable around us. And my friend Jim here, he and I have been doing CityServe and Hope Fest and a bunch of other stuff together. And now God's put him in this really unique position, really sweet position called Impact Phoenix, kind of the tip of the spear to be out there. I mean, I picture you, you know, you're now that guy I know <laughs> who actually is handing people to the next person. You're like, you're like connecting their hands um, not just phone number to phone number, not just reference to reference, not making an appointment. You're, you're actually delivering the vulnerable people to resources around them and things like food and vans and stuff. Uh, that comes into play as well as, you know, it's just as important as the handoff, but that's what you're getting to do. So, Jim, a little bit, give again, uh, so I don't forget, Impact Phoenix is your phone number and your website, and then we're going to talk what what should we do and not do? Okay. Our uh, phone number is 602-883-4765. Our website, www.impactphoenix.org. So for a commoner, a person doing life, I got this the other day. I was on a hike with a friend, and she said to me, Billy, every morning I take my kids to school, and there's the same guy on the same corner with the same sign. And my kids say, Mommy, we have to give him money. That's what Jesus would want us to do. And maybe God does want them to give that guy some money. You and I are a little more cynical because perhaps it's not the only solution, and it's a little tricky. But what, is, what are the best things? that you know that people are doing? What are the best mechanisms, rather than pick on the negative, what are the best things that you know churches, individuals are doing to care for the most vulnerable? You can be specific or general. What are some ways that work? What should we be doing? Well, I think the first thing to remember is every person is a person. Mm -hmm. And so there's no um, canned approach. Mm -hmm. And so uh, it's, it is relational. So to the extent that that when we see somebody uh, that is struggling, um, that to, to try to build a relationship with them, build some trust. Uh, because, you know, taking the person who is uh, out in the public, uh, perhaps on a street corner, um, more than likely they've kind of checked out of, mm -hmm. of our community. And so, you know, I'm just another person coming by either in my car or walking. And so it's really about reading the situation at that time to begin to start a conversation and, and, and build a relationship. Um, yeah, people say, well, should I, should I uh, provide some financial resources? Uh, what should I do? And I think, again, it's what I'd love to be able to do is to, uh, to be able to have a coffee or, you know, or, or a hamburger some, if, if they would be willing to to go to a you know a nearby uh, fast food place or whatever, 
but the other thing is, is that uh, uh, I carry around in my car a list of community resources. I think this is really key. I think this is really, really key. So I hope you're listening. Have in your car, yes, a bottle of water, but what else? What yeah. do you have with you? Yeah. Uh, Say, so, you know, if... If you're looking for some shelter or if you're looking for uh, some help in terms of you may you may have an addiction or you may be struggling with some type of a, of, of a behavioral health issue, here are some resources. And, you know, do you need a ride? You know, can can I can I take you there? Uh, and, you know, in a lot of cases, uh, the person probably isn't ready yet. OK. Uh, and so that's when the, the relationships comes up. Uh and uh, to be able to, okay, if you're always going by there, kind of going by and checking in. So, you know, uh, were you able to uh, uh, to access any of those resources that that list that I gave you? No, I lost it. Well, would you like an, another <laughs> another copy? Can I again? Can I take you? And so, it's really building that relationship. Uh, and and sometimes it is it's breaking down some of those excuses. Uh, I don't know how, what other words I could use mm-hmm. of, of why I don't want to leave where I'm at. And some of it is very valid because again, a lot of times people have been out on the street for years and mm-hmm. years and years, and 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 that's believe it or not, that's their comfort zone yeah. versus going somewhere else. I uh, wonder if can people go to Impact Phoenix. Uh, dot com and and find this resource list. Can could you help produce that for someone based on where they live? Uh, I, I you know I kind of know in my head, but I don't really know uh, based on okay if I'm in Tucson, if I'm in Flagstaff, if I'm in Yuma, uh, and I also think it's really interesting to know there's a lot of resource. There's the rescue missions. There's the Dream Center. There's there's there is places for people to go. How could somebody get that list from you? Yeah. Well, yeah, the, I think the best thing to do would, uh, again, because I am so relational, I want to know what's going on, is the best thing is to is to call me. Again, we don't, uh, it's not something that, uh, that I've published out there, uh, possibly could do that, but it's a matter of, okay, so now what do you do with that list? Again, I, I don't want to, uh, I'd, I'd like to have that warm handoff and so, okay, so here's the list, uh, but also here, how can I help you? maybe access those resources. And I think that's what, what makes us different is that being able to begin to develop that relationship of trust uh, that we can help connect them and come alongside of them uh, during that process because sometimes it's pretty scary accessing those resources. And, uh, and, so, and we know uh, what, what resources might be better right now uh, versus some other resources that might be more helpful down the road kind of thing. If if your heart is being stirred, you're listening to this show right now, and uh, I'm Billy Thrall with Movement Day Arizona. That's Jim Welter. This is KPXQ Faith Talk 1360. But if your heart's being stirred and you're like, I'm, you just don't know what to do, uh, you can you can try to contact me or Jim through Impact Phoenix. But I also have another thought: don't let what's going on in your heart die. Uh, find a friend or two. Find your church small group. Encourage your pastor. Uh, if you can't get to the pastor, find somebody in your faith network that maybe has the same heart. That, I think, is another resource you can start to build. Your own church can, can be able to find the resources near geographically your church. 
what food banks are down the street, what resource, what government resources are really helpful for people for job placements, where's the goodwill of, whatever we want to go down the road, Salvation Armies. And then I want to also say, because a lot of time you're dealing with people with substance abuse issues or mental health issues that are way outside the scope of a family of an individual. But if your church could build sort of a bank of others who care about these things, I think your church could be create a pretty exhaustive list, plus geographically in Phoenix. You know, if you're way up in North Scottsdale, you don't want to have to drive all the way down somewhere else. But you can find out what's going on to resource people because there is need everywhere, but there's also resource everywhere. Yeah, yeah. no, I I, uh, I always say, gosh, there's so many re- great resources out in the pews. And that's why I think the church, uh, there's it's so much untapped uh, resources in our church. And uh, actually right now the city of Phoenix is trying to work with churches or faith organizations that are sort of uh, backing their truck up to feed individuals that are, that are uh, experiencing homelessness. Um, and telling them not to do that. Right, yeah. Because What's the reason try, for that? Well, trying to get them, because it, it keeps them out in their environment, mm-hmm. and what we'd like to be able to do is to, to get them access to resources that can really help them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and a lot of times also people, uh, the, the food gets spoiled after a couple of days and then they get sick. And, uh, and we don't want to see that either. We don't want them uh, to experience more uh, struggle. And so if we, can, if we can establish relationships and get them into resources, I think the faith community has so many untapped resources sitting out in their pews. And, uh, and that's what I look forward to with Impact Phoenix is really getting more of the faith-based organizations involved and say, okay, so where are some of our gaps in services? And can the church uh, step up and say, yeah, we're going to fill that gap. We want to fill that gap. If this uh, is prodding your heart, uh, there are things out there. There's Impact Phoenix. Jim's number again is 602 883 Four seven six five. Also, City Serve Arizona was created to bridge some of these things that are out there. There's some other faith networks, some Christian-based networks that are helping serve the underserved. It is on a lot of people's radar, and we understand that politicians and all kinds of people have an agenda for this thing. But you and I would say, boy, this is also a place for the church to shine. When the church jumps into these kind of environments, that's where the name of Jesus is proclaimed in amazing ways. That's what Jesus was actually talking about. And so this, what seems like a crisis, is also an incredible opportunity. So I want to say again, kind of the order. Uh, maybe you're wondering what to do. The best is always to remember that person's a person. That's what Jim said. That's still a human being. Their story's not the same as yours, and that's just as beautiful as your story. Uh, the second thing is to try to build trust or relationship with them. That has to be appropriate. Um, If you're scared, don't do it. But if you could find some people in your network or in your world that can help build that relationship with that person. I know one of the things that's happening in a lot of rescue missions around the world now is simply connecting that person to their birth family by a phone call and just bridging relationships to what exists in their world. There's a, a ministry in downtown Phoenix that takes vets who are homeless and just gets them with the vet services available to them. We're going to come back in just a little bit and close off this segment. Again, that's Jim Walter with Impact Phoenix, really working hard throughout his life, his ministry, his own story to care for the most vulnerable, the homeless among us. And then I'm Billy Thrall with Movement Day Arizona. This is Faith Talk 1360 Koinonia. And after this break, we're going to close up 
what is the thing that the Apostle Paul is asking us to remember, and then also remind you how you can participate in what God is doing in our communities by caring for the least of among us. Again, we'll be back in just a little bit. This is Koinonia on Faith Talk 1360. Awesome time. Thank you, Jim, for being here. Welcome. Uh, this is I'm Billy Thrall with Movement Day Arizona here on Quinonia Faith Talk 1360. Been with my friend Jim Welter, good man, good servant of Christ, uh, humble servant of the least of among us, talking about God's heart and what do we do for the most vulnerable around us. He's with Impact Phoenix, which you can find at impactphoenix.com. Org. Org. Or org. Uh, yeah. Or, if you find, go to Com, it'll take you to org. You'll find it. <laughs> so impactphoenix.org. Uh, I teased you at the start of this show to say there's a, there's a verse in Scripture where Paul is being charged for us to remember something that he was asked to remember. Uh, it's in Galatians chapter 2, and he's telling the story of how Peter had a calling, Paul had a calling— and Paul's trying to justify that. You know, Peter's called to, to, to those who were of Jewish faith. Paul called to the Gentiles. But then in at Galatians 2.10, it says that everybody in the room was together. They were commissioning the brothers to do their separate ministries. But don't forget this. It said, all they asked was that we should continue to remember the poor, the very thing I was eager to do. I think it's so interesting that whatever we're doing, whatever our ministry, whatever our occupation, whatever we're dialed into, it's actually God's heart for the poor, poor of spirit, poor of health, poor of attitude, and poor economically. That is sort of that litmus test of where Jesus is watching his people. Jesus always calls us to the margins. That's actually where he resides, to the least, the lost, and the last. So his calling is to bring those back in. So I am Billy Thrall of Movement Day Arizona. What we're hoping to do with Movement Day is combine, get leaders together around the issues around us. And then with Jim Welter of Impact Phoenix, we're going to close off with a short prayer. Jim, would you just pray for us as we leave this segment? Oh, Heavenly Father, gosh, what a, what a beautiful morning uh, to be here with another brother in Christ. Uh, just uh, being on message about the poor. Uh, Lord, thank you for providing uh, for us, uh, but providing for our, uh, our compassion uh, toward your, your children. Uh, just thank you so much again for what you're doing here in our community. This is Faith Talk 1360 Koinonia. I'm Billy Thrall. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening. <laughs>